Welcome back to the Money Pick Podcast brought to you by Goodwin Investment Advisory, where our mission is to lead people to financial peace, independence, and generosity. I'm your host, Reed Trigo, and today on the show, we are joined by financial advisor Ray Brown, right here from GIA, for a discussion about social security for freelance workers. Ray, it's good to have you here. Hey, thanks for having me again. All right, this is good. We, we usually talk about fun things. Yeah, this this today what we're going to talk about seems a lot more serious, not uh, not as fun. <laughs> I know, but we'll we'll see what we can do here. So, uh, the conversation is about social security for freelance workers because, like, you look over these past five years with Uber and Lyft and DoorDash and Instacart, there's a lot more gig workers out oh, yeah. there who are technically self employed. Um, Except maybe in California, I don't know. Did they, did they do? So? I don't want to get into that, but I don't. Way too deep there. Yeah, too not deep. sure what's oh, going on over there. On. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, too <laughs> yeah, much. We, too much. Go we back. Have, we have rules. Um, and then like contractors, there's there's everybody. What everybody need, can fix stuff. You these need days. some tile. I could I can do tile. You can do Everybody's tile. Everybody's doing tile. Yeah. <laughs> you just look it up on YouTube. I'm a master plumber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can Google it. So I feel like there's a ton of self-employed people. And so what do we want to do is talk about the considerations they need to make Mm -hmm. uh, regarding their retirement savings and regarding social security savings in the future when they become self-employed. Absolutely. Something to be aware of. And I think it's a part of the, um, you know, the great American dream, you know, owning your own business. Folks naturally want to work for themselves. They kind of, you know, you're seeing a lot more of it, like you said, Reed. And I think um, it's just a good thing to be aware of is just how does Social Security be inf- affected by that? Whether you're working a regular person job, you know, quote, W-2 employee mm-hmm. doing a, you know, a regular person job, or if you're running the business yourself and creating your own contractor income. And that could mean anything such as, like you said, you know, DoorDash, Uber Eats, your delivery drivers, anything where you're being paid 1099 income um, as a contractor or a business owner makes the situation a little bit tricky. Yeah, exactly. So we are going to talk a little bit about taxes as well, but neither one of us are qualified to talk about taxes. Taxes are my, no, we're not CPAs. We don't know the full situation. And so we can give, yeah, general advice that uh, appeals to the masses, but every person's situation is unique and different. There's certain, certain circumstances, numbers change each year. So if you're listening, you know, we're currently in 2023. If you're listening to this later on, you know, numbers have all changed. And hey, that's why we've got job security, because these numbers, they make this stuff so complicated. We get to dig through it and decipher it and consolidate and condense it for you guys. And um, that's why we're here. So yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly right. So to start out, I thought what we should do is just talk uh, really basics on how taxes sort of work in general, high level for a W-2 employee. Yep. And then we'll move to when someone becomes self-employed. Okay. Okay. Very cool. So a W-2 employer, let's, you have income tax that's taken out yep. based on estimates or what you're going to make the year for that year and the marginal rates that that would, that you'd be subject to. But we're really talking about the payroll tax side of it because that's the part that goes into like your social security benefit down the road. How's that work? That's right. So there's two components that are separate from the income tax. We all pay an income tax rate. That is, you know, separate conversation there. In addition to the taxes you pay for your income, you're paying the what's called the FICA tax. So that is composed of social security and Medicare. Two pieces right there. Mm -hmm. 6.2% goes into social security. And then the 1.45% goes to Medicare. We group those together. So I'm calling the whole situation, Social Security, 7.65%. 
really it's Social Security and Medicare, but let's just keep the numbers simple. You pay your income tax and you pay 7.65% towards Social Security for your future. Right on. Whether you want to or not, we're going to pull it. You know, we're pulling it from your paycheck and putting it into this pool of money and uh, you'll get it down the road with an asterisk. Probably, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that's 7.65%, but then the employer. That's correct. So your employer is also paying those same rates into it. So altogether, it's 15.3% going into the pot. This is for your Medicare and for your Social Security. And so, yes, as an individual, you pay 7.65% from your paycheck um, and your employer is doing the exact same amount on your behalf. Okay. So when someone says, has this uh, entrepreneurial spasm and they're like, I want to be self-employed, well, they're going to have to be uh, aware of right. a few things that happen. And <clears throat> I've done this. So, um, yeah. but I did it and it was funny. It was like 20 years ago. I did it and I didn't understand anything about taxes or mm-hmm. that was like my kryptonite then still is. And so I didn't really even think about how this was going to change right. any of this. And at first it's kind of exciting because you can then go out and you almost, you have that sense of, okay, I've escaped the payroll machine. I go out, I do a, a gig, I'm getting paid, you know, $5,000 and Ooh, no tax was withheld from this check. I can go put it in the bank. That's your first, in, you know, kind of starting out in something Mayday. like that. Mayday. Yeah. Mayday. Right, right. So then it comes tax time and you've got to then realize you now owe income tax on the profits that are generated through your business, as well as what we call self-employment tax. Mm-hmm. And self-employment tax is going to be both of those components for Social Security and Medicare times two. So you're paying it for your own self, personal benefit. And then you're also now, because you're self-employed, you are now also the employer. So you're also going to pay 7.65 there. We add it together, it's 15.3%. That is, quote, self-employment tax. That's for your Medicare and for your Social Security, and you're going to pay both as a self-employed person. So the good news is, even when you're self-employed, you are getting there is a contribution being made to social security to keep you eligible and to factor in your future social security benefit. Yes. Right. Yep. That's the good news. Assuming you earn more than like $400. Yeah. There's a certain small minimum threshold, but yes, yes, yes. But if you're earning income and you're paying into the system, then yes, based on those wages. And again, if you're self-employed, this is going to be determined based on profits. So if you go out and you do a, say a plumbing gig, or let's just say like, I'm going to retile your shower and I'm going to charge you 10 grand to do it. Well, I had to spend four grand on tile and I had to spend two grand on my assistant that came and worked with me. And so now my net profit after all is said and done and all the expenses and no, 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 no. Say we get down to two grand as profit. Mm -hmm. Well, that's my net business profit. And that is what I'm responsible for the tax on. So I've got all this income minus the deductions, the expenses that I had incurred in order to generate this profit. Now I'm subject to self-employment tax on that balance. Absolutely. So, but there's another thing that self-employed people <clears throat> sometimes do, and they will figure out, well, you know, I should really buy, I need to use this example because it's a real one, uh, tickets to the Atlanta Falcons. Oh. And we should probably take the family. That sounds like a work expense to yeah. me. So like, we're going to get good ones. It's going to be like $4,000 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that is a deduction from your income. From right. which will not be calculated into that social security bucket. Absolutely not. Yeah. And so self-employed people can really get that income, the, the net profit way down if they try. 
You could, you could. And I think it's important to remember that, yes, the amount of your benefit later in life would be affected based on the deductions that you had. The more profitable your business is, well, then yes, the more taxes you're going to pay, income tax, as well as self-employed tax for your future. Um, So yeah, if your business is only making, you know, all right, we, you know, made 200,000 this year and uh, expenses were 190,000. It's like, all right, good luck. Qualify yeah. for for a mortgage down the road, you know, it's going to affect a lot of things. Right. And so we we do encourage folks to always be truthful and honest with their accounting and to keep your numbers tight, keep them real. And um, but then again, if I have to hire an assistant or I have to go buy tile, I certainly don't want to pay tax on those legitimate business expenses. Right. And so, by all means, claim the deductions that are appropriate. That's that's exactly right. I know. Okay, here's a scenario. I know of a guy. I don't know him. I know of him. Okay, who pays his workers in cash. So when the bookkeepers see this money come out of the business, that should be a labor expense to that business. Right. He's taking the cash. He's not telling anybody what's, what he's doing. He's paying his workers in cash. So what's happening is the, that money that comes into this, he's actually paying taxes on it. Right. Even yeah. though he should be taking it as a labor deduction uh, yeah. expense. He's, he's doing his employees a great, great favor. Also, what is his name? We're going to have to go pick him up. He's going to jail. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not going to. I don't know. I, he's out there. I happen to know his bookkeeper. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it's true. A lot of folks try to get creative with this. Um, Ooh, I'm going to try to eliminate yeah. my taxes. And hey, the IRS system, the way it's wired, it, we encur- they encourage you to take advantage of creative opportunities. You can navigate the system and we help clients with that. You know, we're not CPAs, but we can truly help, you know, look for opportunities and ways to save. And there's so many like, what ifs? Like, well, what if I reduced my business income to this versus that versus there's just so many little creative levers that we can pull. And, um, but we just always want to do that ethically and with the eye on the prize. And yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And there are a lot of people who are like, I feel like I'm paying too much in taxes. Well, you make a lot of money. You're going to right. pay more in taxes. You people just feel that way. And that's, that's kind of the way it goes. Mm-hmm. And they think that self-employed people get all these tax breaks. Well, we end up paying a lot of taxes too. Yeah. And if you have a normal, a quote, normal person job and you're a regular, you know, plain and simple W-2 employee, you see exactly what's coming out of your paycheck. Well, when you, you know, file as a self-employed person for the first time, you see that line that, you know, you don't see this unless you file as self-employed and have this, you know, Schedule C income from a business. What the heck is this self-employed tax? Why am I being penalized for, you know, creating a business? And it's like, well, you're not. It's this is the money that's set aside and you're you're contributing into the to the Ponzi scheme. Yeah, that is yeah. Social well, security. You know, it's the greatest, yeah. Yeah, it is the greatest Ponzi. Yeah. But you actually said, you know, as a W two employee, you see this money coming out. I think they don't. And that's the problem. Ah, they yeah. don't see it coming out. It's just withheld. They get their money in the bank and then they become self-employed. And all of a sudden now every quarter after their first year, yeah. now they have to start paying, writing a check every quarter instead of having it withheld from anything. Right. And so that is what freaks people out. Freaked me out yeah. a long time it's, ago. Well, it's, it's, you know what else to read? It's nice when you're a W-2 employee because you're getting the check and you know that your income taxes have already been withheld. Most folks by default withhold way too much income tax. Mm-hmm. So they get the big tax refund at the end of the year and they're like, aha, my CPA did good for me. And that's a whole nother story there. We can talk later about tax strategy around that, but it's a common misconception is that a refund is money that you're getting 
you know, it's this is it's your money that's being you've overpaid, and it's an interest-free loan, and so pay, yeah, that's a myth that we have to kind of break for a lot of a lot of people. But, I don't pay um, taxes; I get money back at the end. Of the yeah, year. so when you're W two, like you get your money, and it's yours to keep because you've already taken all these things out. But when you're self-employed, you get the money, and you've got to be disciplined to set aside a certain percentage for your income tax as well as that self-employment. And tax. we learned that we get a check, twenty five percent goes into our high yield savings account. Hi, there we go mm-hmm. for next year. But, and it feels like a lot. Yeah. Why am I going to have to part with that money? Because I am really going to want it in April. I'm going to need it. Yeah. So it's very true. Yep. Yep. And so, so, okay. So let's talk about that. This self-employed people need to be mindful and take into consideration what their retirement's going to look like. In, and and what their social security contributions essentially, right. which I wish they were, but uh, they're, what that's going to look like. But the future of social security <clears throat> is what guaranteed? Is that what we what we would say? Well, uh, it's tricky. It's not. You know, I say nothing in life is ever guaranteed. I mean, technically, our the value of the dollar is backed by the full faith and credit of the United. You know, it's like. I'm of the opinion, again, just my opinion here, and I think I share the same sentiment as a lot of folks in this industry do, is that Social Security will always be there. Will it be the exact same that it is right now? Probably not. It's changed a number of times in history. And Reed, you were telling me there's a a new disclaimer that says, you know, Social Security is currently funded through year 2034. Yeah. So about 10 years out. Hey, look, uh, you go to ssa.gov slash therefore me. Right. SSA.gov slash there for me. It's will social mm-hmm. security be there for me? And right there in the bottom, it says there's a calendar with a date, 2034. Right. The combined yada yada trust fund will be able to pay all benefits in full and on time until 2034. Yeah. That so, is 11 years. So we've got 11 years we're funded through. And what, what this means, and I mean. Let oh, me add one oh, thing yes, to sir. it though. And then it says thereafter we'll still be able they're really excited about it we'll still be able to pay 80% of the benefits that you're due right based on current yeah current yeah the current situation mm-hmm. we talk to people a lot about this because we have so many people that come in and they'll say i don't think social security is going to be there for me i don't care what the statement says i'm going to get i don't want that to be a part of my plan and we can completely plan their retirement without that if you get social security it's going to be icing on the cake it's not going to be the whole cake. Um, and so, of course, folks are, you know, even people that are not, you know, nothing to do with being self-employed. If you're working a regular job, you're saving, you're paying into a 401k, you're funding your Roth IRAs, you're building up your retirement assets to use for your future. You're grabbing the reins on this thing. Like, you're not going to sit back and say, oh, Social Security's, you know, going to be be there for me. In fact, on the back of the statement, I'm looking at mine right now from 2022, and there's a disclaimer on the back, and it says, Social Security benefits are not intended to be your only source of retirement income. You may need other savings, investments, pensions, retirement accounts, and plans to make sure you have enough money when you retire. So your question, Reed, will it be there for us? I'm of the opinion that yes, there will be some form of Social Security in the future. I don't think it will ever go away because that would start, <laughs> you know, massive civil war here. Right. It's like, I've paid into this, you know, my entire life so far. And it's like, that money is, is there, got to be there for me. It just may not be exactly what you see in your benefit statement, but social security has changed a number of times in the past. I forget the exact count, but it's between 10 and 12 times, you know, in the past, I don't know the exact yeah. statistic. I don't want to quote that, but there's 
levers that can be pulled. There's my, you know, small changes that can be tweaked to dramatically change the environment. And that's going to need to happen within the next 11 years. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll kick the can down the road a little further. I am pretty sure when I want to start taking social security, at least unless things change, I will, my best bet is 80% unless something changes. Um, yeah. your, your options are worse. Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm a little, a <laughs> little further down the line for me, yeah. but you yeah. know, it's, it's a politically driven system. And I think, um, you know, we joke about it. It is a Ponzi scheme and that's just, you know, not to poke too, too hard at it, but it's, you know, like any good pyramid or Ponzi scheme, it's like the money that's coming in from folks that are working today is paying for the retirees that are retired now and need the income. So yeah. So there's that. I think one wanted to also point out with so, you know, with self-employment, there's a few items, and I should say with any employment, just in general, there's a few things, few creative ways we can earn money that are not subject to social security tax. Let's go with that. All right. Might want to jot these down. <laughs> um, just pointing it out there as kind of a, an FYI, dividends and interest from stock. So your appreciation, your capital gains, dividends, that income is not subject to social security. Uh, it's taxed as dividends and capital gains, right? You're paying tax yes. on it, but it's mm-hmm. not going to, if it's not going to come into your calculation for That's your right. social security benefit, awesome. real estate income from rentals, mm. rental property income, that kind of skips under there interest that you're earning on loans. And of course, any kind of like limited partnership and LP type arrangement, not subject to social security, of course, taxable events, but don't mess with the calculation there um, for someone for someone's benefit. So. Yeah, we were talking about this. You know, the all the rage right now. <clears throat> Go on TikTok and listen to all the financial wisdom there. But it's it's all these people who I bought a, six rental properties by the time I was twenty six, mm, probably yeah. more than that, hundred of them. And but if you those people, okay, so you can make a lot of money. Whatever, I mean, you can lose a lot of money. But if all of your income is from rentals, mm-hmm. you have to be very intentional about putting us money aside because that is not subject to, to any of the FICA. Right. Yeah. And it's, it is your wages. So it's earned wages is what's really hitting the FICA and, you know, the social security calculation. So yeah, if you're, if you're a, a plumber or you're a contractor, you work for yourself, you do these things, you earn a fantastic income. The question to ask is what am I showing as a profit? It's hard. It's easy to go out there and say like, Oh yeah, I made 300,000 this year, you know, working on people's AC units, but what did you spend? You know, you're writing off your gas, you're writing off a truck, you're writing off all these expenses, the equipment, the tools that you're buying, the materials, what's your bottom line? And so that magic number there is what is going to be subject to that self-employment tax. And you're right, Reed, uh, if you're, you know, love rental real estate, it's a fantastic source of income. And if you're cash flowing and bringing in income today from those properties and living on that income as if, Hey, this is income that I'm making and I'm going to use some of it and spend some of it, save some of it, whatever. You got to be mindful that that number, that extra little icing on that cake is not coming into the calculation for your, for Mm -hmm. your future benefits. Yeah. And I think this weaves into another topic we should do on another show, but it's, I just see in my role as a, like a business consultant, um, I see a lot of sloppy books. Businesses that keep really sloppy books and uh, my wife being a bookkeeper, she's also run into a few things. And so it's, it's just super, um, 
it's interesting. Another topic. I think that could be a day. great future topic. Yeah. Another thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. I've talked to some. You know, I've got a lot of friends that are my age that have side hustles and they have you know main hustles, mm-hmm. general contractor, and they, these guys do great work and they do. Good. But when I ask them questions, I was trying to help a friend recently figure out like, does it make sense to get you going as an S corp? Like you're making a lot of money. It seems like what are you paying yourself and just. He doesn't have the answers. And no. I think a lot of folks like, oh, I don't know. It's whatever's in the business bank account. That's my account. And it's like, eh. <laughs> so tightening up those books, let's treat this thing like an entity. And you know what? I think it's kind of cool to nerd out. This could just be me. Uh-oh. <laughs> this could just be me. <laughs> How dare you? Um, but I kind of like the idea of like metrics. What is my true profit this Say year? Say that like, again. Metrics. Yeah, yeah, you know? we love metrics. Wouldn't definitely. it be kind of cool to know down to the dollar, like what did you actually make this year and what's your profit? How much did you spend to create this? What's your return? And it's like, you got to have tight books in order to figure that out. So Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Okay, so the last thing then we want to talk about is, yes, it's, I guess, important to participate in the social security system. It's something you need to be aware of. But as, as you're doing the rest of this on your own, because social security is not going to be your only source of retirement income. You do the rest of it on your own. We, there are options that, and we work with clients to do these. So go over a couple of those options. Yeah. I think, um, you know, there's great options out there for, and this applies to whether you're self-employed or not, you know, we don't, you kind of went over that disclaimer earlier. Social security is not the whole picture. Um, it's a tiny, tiny, layer of icing on the top. And so, I mean, for a lot of folks currently, it's a substantial source of retirement income. It grows over time. And so it's, it, it serves an important role as you're trying to figure out how do I replace the income that I'm used to earning from a job. And, you know, it essentially offsets the amount that you need to pull from your retirement assets, kind of solving for that variable of, I need X amount to live on. Social security is paying me this Therefore, I need to now pull from my retirement savings. Why? In order to get to you know, kind of the net there. So um, for any anyone, you know, we, we talk a lot about Roth IRAs here. We talk about, you know, folks that are working a regular W-2 job, saving in a 401k. It's tax deferred. Get the money in there where you can do a Roth 401k. For folks that are self-employed, I think you got to kind of rise up a little bit higher, realizing that depending on how you do your accounting and your books, Realize that only your profits are considered your income in terms of Social Security, and you may have a little bit greater of a role to play for your own retirement future than someone who has a, a regular person, quote, job yep. earning, you know, where you're a lot of times 401ks are automated and you don't have to think about this stuff. Social Security is based on your true salary and your true wages that are there. For someone that's self-employed, there's two great options. There's a SEP IRA, and there's also a self-employed 401k. They're both tricky. They're both, you know, the numbers are, you know, they work a little bit differently. There's some considerations to kind of think around. It depends on, you know, whether you're doing this as just a a sole proprietor or if you've got a couple employees working for you. How does that affect it? Um, How generous do you want to be with your benefits for the rest of the team? There's a lot of stuff to think through there. Um, There's contribution limits, but you can put, you know, roughly like 25% of your, you know, income that you're paying yourself can go in. We don't want to get too deep into the, you know, down. We could go down a rabbit. Uh, <laughs> let me back up. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> I started seeing the numbers, yep. um, but yeah. Started seeing my eyes. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, but, no, but it, yeah, yeah you, you make a great point. And this is why, like, it's a great idea for someone who's thinking, oh, I need to be self-employed and I have an entity or an S corp or LLC or whatever. 
to meet with the financial advisor too. We can yes. help them. Somebody with some good tax knowledge too. You know, we've got that here at GIA in spades. We we can help them, guide them through it. Strategize. Yeah, we want to oh make a plan. Gosh. And a lot of times this is one where, especially for folks that are self-employed, you want to chat with a CPA as well. We need yep. to understand what are your, a lot of times business owners, hey, you've got different, you're good at different stuff. The CPA is good at the books. And yeah. so we want to look at, you know, some true situation. And so you be go, you go be good at plumbing. I can't do that. We can do this. And so you're, you're just better at something else. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's totally right. fine. So. You have skills in other areas and, yep. and so do we all. So that's, that's great. Thank you so much, Ray, for your time. You know, and I always like to say as financial advisors, we manage and rebalance portfolios, right? That's kind of the big thing that we do, but the unique value is that we work to understand our clients' individual goals. So we can have these types of planning conversations that are so personal and unique to each individual. Ray, always appreciate it. Thanks again. You. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Hey, and remember, if you're enjoying the show, rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the show, email it to us at moneypig at goodwininvestment.com. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. The Money Pig Podcast is hosted by Reed Trigo. Goodwin Investment Advisory is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with security laws and regulations. Goodwin Investment Advisory does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Pig Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.